Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team. Cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 3, season 23. Although it feels like a hell of a lot more for some reason. I'll let you figure out why. Um, this is the episode where Ryan joins us, um, the man behind Tuthill Porsche, Richard Tuthill, joins us, and we tell you all about the new competition a little bit later on in the podcast. But without further ado, Ryan Champion, hello. Hello, how are you, Tony? I'm not having a good day so far. I'm not having a good day so far, and we'll just leave that hanging. To be honest, we'll just let people try and figure out why Tony's having a struggle today. Um, how's your handbrake, Ryan? Uh, my my new sim handbrake is, is very good, so I've got my Sparco wheel on now, got my handbrake set up, and uh, Dirt Rally is feeling good. Right, okay. I won't take the mic too much, but a man who will probably take the mic out here is is your friend, colleague, confidant, of course, from Tuthill Post. Richard Tuthill, welcome back to Absolute Rally. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me. It's, no, listen, thank you so much for joining us, first and foremost, because we've wanted to get you for a while. Ryan just didn't want to speak to you. Um, I don't know what it was. Um, we, we that, that's fine by me. Yeah, I know. I know. So I'll just talk to you. Um, the last time we had you on, it feels like a lifetime ago because it was back in the days of, of Delacour and the RGT. That's how long ago it was. Uh, well, wouldn't we all like to be doing that again? Because that was uh, quite quite a ride. Um, but yeah, a few things have changed since then. Yeah, just a bit. Um, technology's come on. In, 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 in leaps and bounds with regards to rallying, which we're going to talk a little bit more about a little bit later on uh, with regards to renewable energies and fuels and stuff like that, which Ryan wants to talk about. But um, you were, or uh, can I ask you, I don't know what I can ask, but I'm just going to ask you. It's okay. The Singer Project, Richard, sing to me about it because it looked immense and I need to know more about it. I really, really do. What can you tell us about it? Uh, I can agree with what you've just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, because because it was um, it was fantastic. It was, it was it was a privilege to be involved in um, and to just I might say um, we produced an extraordinary car. Um, and if you'd asked me ever what car would you like to build, um, well well that that was it. So um, whatever whatever happens in the future with that car. It's a thing that everybody in this building where I'm stood and, and everybody who's seen it um, has been very, very fortunate to be involved um, in creating. So, yeah, just just an extraordinary thing. And actually, it annoys me, but Ryan is the only other person to have ever driven it. Um, oh. And, and, there's a, and there's a really good reason, because otherwise I wouldn't have let him near it, is that I had COVID. So, therefore, I couldn't do anything for about three months. Did, 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 <laughs> so, uh, does it feel like perhaps that was arranged? <laughs> Forgive the cynicism here, but you used to hear about people sending parcels back in the day of, of you know, of, of nasty things. Did you, you didn't receive any kind of special presents from Ryan around that time, did you? Uh, well, uh, that's, a, that's a great theory, and I wouldn't put it past him. And by the way, by the way, I take it as a huge compliment because... Every everybody in the world ought to want to drive that car. So no, it's been an extraordinary thing. Uh, can can I ask? Um, because you, you, you've got such you know, you've got such a reputation, obviously, with regards to Porsche and the historic Porsches. And obviously, you know, we made reference to the fact you did something, obviously, a lot more modern with the RGT with Delacour. But how did it come about that? And I mean this with the greatest respect that. To go from historic kind of specification to, to, to literally something like out of back to the future. How did that happen where you were approached? Because you, you, your, your reputation and quite rightly, it's an amazing reputation. It's historic. Uh, 
Yeah, um, that's a fair question. I've not been asked yet. I think, don't forget, a long time ago, and it is a long time ago for all of us, um, I, I, I did drive modern cars, and I had modern back then, um, and, and I, I have spent um, a, a lifetime in, in, in motorsport. So um, I don't think it's that surprising. And um, I, I, I just think every... I've been involved in a few Porsche projects lately with people who don't come from a Porsche background, and Porsches are different. There's a, there's a very obvious reason why they're different. Um, so I, I, still, I still think that this project, without a Porsche uh, specialist or without, without someone with my experience involved in it, would never have been the same. So um, the actual reason I was asked to get involved was because uh, the wonderful client who has made this possible literally dropped two cars off with um, the singer in California said, can you build me a rally car? And, and essentially they said, no, because we don't know how to, but we know a man who can. Um, and when we set about the project, uh, it certainly wasn't planned to end up where we ended up with it. Um, so I must say, thank God it did end up where it is because it's extraordinary. Uh, I mean, for the for the people listening who, who might not be familiar with with the Singer ACS, um, I mean, just fill in fill in a few of the blanks because ultimately it does start off as an air or it did start off as an air cooled 911, but it's really a cross between an air cooled 911 and you know current a current four wheel drive rally car, isn't it? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, yes, uh, it is. And it's, of course, it's not. Where is it in, in reality? The, the, the modern WRC car, which is full of aero and, and all sorts of brilliant electronics. I mean, of course, world rally cars have, have, have had technology. They've had technology taken away from them. Then they've put it back in different areas. So that, that's my view on it. So, you know, sometimes they were using paddle shift. Then they were using stick shift. Sometimes they were using active diffs, then they had to use plated diffs. So um, the reality is we have combined everything that is relatively sensibly available and we've packaged it for a very, very unique car. And I think the other thing to say at this point is the World Rally Car reference isn't relevant because this car was spec'd for Baja-type events uh, so more off-road, and and actually, I was driving it two weeks ago again, and um, I drove that. I drove 907 RGT in gravel form, and I drove Kankanen's 97 winning Subaru Impreza. And of course, you have to remember that the 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 uh, our car is working out of context. It should be banding through Africa or through Baja or over sand dunes. So that, that's worth bearing in mind. So the WRC technology isn't necessarily relevant. It's probably a cross between what you might say WRC cars are, are these days and, say, a Dakar car. Now, um, amazing, amazing car, like you said. Uh, you, you just touched on, um, on RGT um, without getting into a long, drawn-out conversation about the, uh, about the FIA. Um, the GT category is, a, is a, a category that got everybody excited. They thought they'd see some cool cars going rallying. Um, where did it go wrong? 
Uh, it, it, it went wrong. Uh, <laughs> you said I wasn't allowed to mention the FAA. <laughs> I didn't say. <laughs> just, just not for half an hour, that's all. <laughs> it, 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 it became tricky. It, was, it, it became unenjoyable. And it became um, probably political, which is a terrifying thing to say about, about running, but I don't think it's a surprise to anyone. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a brilliant idea um, that... that became very difficult to um, enjoy and encourage those who wanted to get involved in it. And if I don't believe in something I'm doing, I won't do it. I, I, I won't flog a dead horse. I won't twist people's arms to do things if I don't think the enjoyment is there for everybody involved. Um, and, and yeah, terrible, terrible shame. And I was reminded by it two weeks ago because the, the three cars I, I was driving, um, the RGT is still is right up there. Yeah, I, I called you on the way back, Ryan, didn't I? I called you on the way back, <laughs> Walters, and we had... Yeah, just, just to rub bought, salt into the wounds, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that, was, that was part one of, the, one of the reasons I called you, yeah. Yeah, that my invite was... Oh, no, no, but a real shame. A real shame. That, that's, a, that's a missed opportunity for rallying. Um, uh, just and, uh, just to, to, to yeah. put a bit of context to that, I mean, behind the scenes, there was a concern from the FIA that, that it could be F2 all over again, wasn't there? I mean, it, the cars were heavily limited, weren't they? Because they didn't want them to overperform on tarmac. Which is nonsense. Uh, sorry, but yeah. It, I'll, you'll, I'll, I'll rant if you give me a chance. But I don't want to do that today. But no, which is nonsense, because anyone who looks at a two of like 1,300 kilo GT car knows damn well it won't come close to anything. Now, the, 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 far, the best they ever performed was on a rally like Ypres, where um, Dumas and Francois were trading top five, top three times with current ERC competitors. And then we, we went to Valais with, with Francois, and he was, able to, he was able to keep Craig Green honest on a few, few stages. So, yes, they had some, some pace, but they're, they're too big and too heavy to threaten uh, the, the establishment. So again, it was just, it was, it was, I think they were worrying about nothing. Um, so I want to come to uh, something that, um, that uh, we're all looking forward to in, in the near future. And I want to talk about your new driver signing. Um, <laughs> and that isn't me. Um, it's, it's a, quite a well-known chap from the United States of America who tends to have brightly coloured overalls driving a brightly coloured car uh, and you have Mr. Ken Block doing the Safari Rally in a Total 911. I know. Who'd have thought that? It's, it's, um, it's hugely exciting. You can't wait. Um, <laughs> and how, how did it happen and, and, and what are your expectations for him? Well, it, it happened... You, look, Ryan, you know me well enough. I don't think for, for very long about anything. So... If, if there's a good idea put up by anyone, then um, it's not usually that tricky to, to get the okay. And, and in this instance, it was really it was really easy, um, thanks mainly to, to how how Ken and his team have have conducted the whole thing. But um, Andy Brown uh, has joined us to head head up all our motorsport activities. Um, Andy got chatting to Alex, Ken's co-driver. Uh, about coming here, and, and next thing, there was a mention that Ken might like to do safari. I then got an email from um, Ken's, Ken's lot, and the bloke who sent the email, a, a chap called Travis, uh, not Pastrana, 
another of his <laughs> another of his good good mates, Travis. Um, I shared a car with him in Baja about eight years ago. So it was really easy because I, I knew all of them. So it was just one of these, yeah, we jump on the phone, have a quick chat. The next thing they said, well, OK, let's do it. Now, for, for anybody listening who's thinking, what, is Ken Block doing the, uh, doing the, the WRC Safari? We're obviously talking about the, uh, uh, the, the classic East African Safari Rally that happens in, in November. So an eight-day event um, for uh, historic cars. Um, now, uh, you've always been known for having rather a large team on this event. Uh, just how many cars have you got going this year? Uh, just the 17, Ryan. Just so, the 17, it's going to be, yeah. Busy. Just 17 cars to run for eight days in Africa. Um, just ha- how are the logistics going for that? Well, the last time we did it uh, with with 17 cars, I think was, you might have to help me here, it was 11 or 13, I can't remember. 2013, um, yeah. So, on the face of it, it's, commercial suicide to imagine that you can run 17 cars on what's probably considered the toughest rally in the world um, under one team and, and, and I would absolutely agree with that it's, um, it's insane uh, however once you've done it which we have and the way we did it um, it's actually it's actually alright um, but it, it requires it requires a massive planning, as you might imagine, a, a, a really, really strongly coordinated team effort, a bunch of brilliant people. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's an extraordinary undertaking, but it's, it's, one that, it's one that isn't panicking us because we've done it before. And, um, and, and, it, and actually, the, the, the year we did it with 17 cars was probably the slickest event we we ever we ever conducted it simply because if I got it wrong, everybody would have said, "Well, it's a stupid thing to do." Of course, it was going to go wrong. So, um, no, it's 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 a massive undertaking, but it's something that we we've become used to. Just on the logistics side, Richard, I'm going to, I'm going to have to ask. Unfortunately, I don't do your logistics, but I do a lot of other people's logistics around the world in motorsport. So, I'm really interested, to be honest with you, in in, in this in the sense of, you know, we know currently. You know, on the back of what happened with the Suez Canal recently and things like that, there's been some massive delays, and obviously vessels go via lots of places in order to get to to, to Mombasa. Do you? And, and, I'm, and I kind of half know the answer to this, but are you building in contingencies of when you need to be leaving and things like that? Have you have have you even got to that point yet? Yeah, no, no, we absolutely are, and and we we typically do anyway. Uh, Mombasa as a port has become much more efficient. Uh, since you know we first went there in 2003, um, so gone are the days where we spend a week, literally a week, and we all have done this plenty of times, where you just go and camp in the in the customs office or the clearing agent's office, and you you argue and you fuss and you wriggle and you do whatever it takes to get your cars out. You know yeah. those those days are gone. But what we do have to do is um, just just be ahead of you know way ahead of where you would normally be and and this year's even more of an exception so what we what we typically do is we send a load of stuff really early and that there's two reasons we do that if i've if we've got 17 cars to send then why not send half of them a month before the others because actually then you've cleared your head to a certain extent cleared the workshop you've got you, you know you're not thinking about them because we all know if you 
until stuff leaves the office, the, the workshop, wherever it is, you're actually still you're still working on it, thinking about it, doing. So if you give yourself an early date and you stick to it, then that's good for everyone. So we've got half going early. We've then got the rest of the stuff going even earlier than we normally would. So, um, yeah, we're, we're on to it. Good man, good man. Are you, are you using all your own containers or are you using line boxes? Uh, we we use a combination. So we actually, our, our mothership, as we call it, yep. um, has come to the end of its natural life. I, so we're I, think, I, sold, I think I sold you that mothership. A long, well, long time ago. thank you very ago. much. It was, it was, was, it, it was an ex, ex Mellis, Elliot, Yeah, job, I, sold, I sold you that box. That was in my yard well, for quite some time. And, uh, if I haven't personally thanked you, um, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, do, you want, do you want it back? Um, I, do you know what? I think probably you'd be using a dustpan and brush to actually get all the bits together on it now because I know what it did doing PWRC for a number of years and I know it's been going backwards and forwards to Africa. So, no, I'm all right, thanks. But, um, okay, well, if you, if you change your mind, I, I haven't, you know, I, I, I'll offer it you once more, but then if you, if you say no for the second time, you've lost your opportunity. Just okay, to... all right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll open negotiations off podcast, but, um, <laughs> but these are the things, in, in, in all honesty, Richard, and, you know, we, we, we can talk about it, and I know obviously Ry can contribute as well, but there's a lot of people listening who don't, who don't perhaps understand what goes on kind of behind the scenes. So that's why I kind of wanted to chat about this stuff as well because you know we do wrc um for, for for several teams as well and it's there's an assumption that stuff just gets there but it's so difficult sometimes and there's so much planning and there's so many holes you know because everybody if you're in europe you kind of think well something's just going to get there and stuff like that and this isn't anything against um you know east africa as such you know we've had problems in south america and places like that and it's 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 almost like and i'm sure you can relate to this there's, there's a set of rules and then countries that literally have their own set of rules and you can't live by your own set of rules. You've got to live by their set of rules and that's the only way you're going to have any chance of making something happen. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. And I think, I think the critical thing in all of these, I said this to someone last night, not, not, not in this context, but one of the things that I hope I'm good at is recognising what I'm good at and that the stuff I'm not very good at get people who are good at it involved and I think when you're travelling as, as we do as you do then you have to have a brilliant local network and without that you're always up against it so in the case of in the case of customs and, and Mombasa um, we have a brilliant guy on the ground um, I wouldn't recommend you go to Egypt anytime soon that was the biggest challenge I've had in recent years that was appalling that was properly properly old school to the point where to the point where they were uh, they were uh, marking every roll cage in the car with a chassis number so wow. they took the chassis number that we had on the front of the car and they smashed it into every roll cage um, and every car um, as another form of ID or, or I think they may have even given it a temporary Egyptian chassis number so um, I can show you some hilarious photos of that going on, but no, it's it's all about original. Uh, sorry, it's all about uh, all about having guys on the ground who you really know and and, and trust. I couldn't agree more. Um, I couldn't agree yeah. more. I've I'm, I, I just sorry, I've been Ryan back in a second, but I won't say where it was and who it was with. But I can remember being on a WRC round 
uh, in 2007 and I had a team and uh, a carne which you and I will be both more than versed with but a carne basically for our listeners is is effectively like a passport for for the freight and some customs officers will insist on seeing a cross-reference in the carne with everything and we got to the end of the event and the team whose first language wasn't English, it's fair to say, had just decided they were going to load um, the container before the customs of- officer visited, loaded the container. Customs officer arrives and um, decides that he wants everything out to cross-reference it. And then my fixer on the ground um, pointed out to the customs officer um, that he'd not been to the new fish restaurants in town and he probably it would be quite a good time to go and have a bit of dinner and see what he thought of it to which the customs officer agreed and we didn't take everything else to the container and he got a nice fish supper out of it there you go yeah so <laughs> I, I, I won't say any more but I'm sure you can relate to stories like that Richard yeah I love, I love fish restaurants <laughs> <laughs> Ryan sorry mate you were about to come in <laughs> I was just I was just going to say, Richard. Obviously, we know WRC is going back to uh, to Africa this year. It it won't be a, a true safari in, in the uh, I guess in the classic sense. But what are your thoughts on uh, seeing modern rallying go back to Africa? Well, I think I, I'll reserve judgment. Um, I, I, look, it, the, the, the principle is wonderful um, because safari means so much to all of us, and, and images of of uh, Toyotas in in Kenya and uh, you know Colin winning Burnsy Burnsy having success over there all of that stuff and the the, the atmosphere it creates the, the the photos that Reinhard and Colin and, and their team take you know that that's the stuff of legends and and it'll be it'll be brilliant to see the cars back there um but I know that the route is um I think it would be a bit unfair if I called it a single venue rally. Um, but I know the route isn't what it was, and it can't be by current standards, well, by, by current safety standards. But it'll be brilliant to see the cars, and it'll be fascinating to see, really, if it's tough. Because um, I, I imagine unless they get some weather, there probably are tougher venues that they've been to since they were last in Kenya. And, and you'll know, you guys know much more than me, but you know, there's, there's, there's some properly tough rallies out there. And it, so it depends on the road and depends on the weather. That that that's really the thing which will define it, I think. Now you've you've uh, you've created a, a a business which has gone into all all areas with Porsche. So we've, we've seen the senior, we've seen now a, a big race team expanding. You've got the ice driving program. You, you've got Africa. Um, what what's next to conquer for uh, for Team Tuttle? Oh, I don't. <laughs> No, uh, I don't know. More of the same because we're still having a lot of fun doing what we're doing. Um, I've, I've got a, I've got a, a personal ambition to to do something Dakar based at some point. I've got, um, I've got, I've got, I've got plenty of ideas up my sleeve. But I, again, you know as well as or better than most that I don't plan. Um, I, I, I think and then I do and the, the, the planning phase in, in me coming up with new schemes or new ventures is very well it's non-existent because I think about it I decide amongst myself and I ask myself a couple of times I might ask 
someone like you and then if no one agrees with me I'll do it anyway um, <laughs> so um, and, and then t- until until that thought um, enters my mind it's difficult to say because there's not there's not a really there's not a strategic plan everything we do is quite organic um, but we're we're so fortunate because the Porsche brand opens up almost every single avenue one could ever want to get involved in in terms of you know p- having having fun in, in cars so I don't know Ryan but um, essentially just keep doing stuff with, with great people and, and, and keep dreaming up things to do but I, I do like the idea of Dakar and, and I think principally because the, the images that we're watching year on year of Saudi Arabia um, and, and I know it, it changes but uh, changes locations but those images are, are pretty compelling and, and you want to go and do something I think um, so I'm trying to try, try to learn a bit more about that brilliant Richard uh, I think that's such a, a, a great place to actually pause and, and then bring you back when you get your Dakar programme <laughs> how does that sound right, well what's, what, what are you doing next week because uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's long enough to plan it absolutely let's just get <laughs> no, on it then let's just get it on it be, uh, it'd be, be lovely to chat anytime yeah, listen it's been lovely to speak to you um, and, and good luck and um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk off here about, about containers because I'm pretty certain we lost some people when we started talking containers then but it's fine I love it so there you go <laughs> <laughs> Richard Sutil thank you so much for an absolute rally folks we'll be back after this break This is Absolute Rally. Absolute Rally continues to be partnered by the Kielder Works team, who remain fully committed to the sport and are pioneers of the latest technology. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for all forms of competitive action. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Top bloke, as ever, Richard Sutil. Love what they do. It's always awkward when you've got somebody you work with and you know on a call, isn't it, Ryan? I always struggle <laughs> with those ones when I know somebody like that. It is a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, well, it's, uh, it's probably no secret that I've, I work a lot with Richard now. And, uh, yeah, some, somebody who's a, a good friend. So it, it is always a little bit difficult, as you say. Yeah, no, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Listen, we, 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 we inadvertently didn't quite do your AOBs last week. And I have to take full, full responsibility for that. So, um, I guess we can do it this week again. We're in this we're in this nice period where we've got a little bit of time to breathe. We were going to have another guest this week, um, who hopefully will be with us next week. Who from WRC? Who uh, was inadvertently called away this morning? So, and I'm not going to put them under any pressure. So, uh, but hopefully they'll be with us next week and everything will be cool. So there you go. Um, so we're going to go to, um, I suppose we're going to have a backlog now, so to speak, right, of of, of AOBs because we didn't do the ones next from last week. Well, really, the uh, the key one from last week was the announcement that uh, the FIA are going to switch, uh, or rather, sorry, WRC are going to switch to 100% sustainable fuel in the in the World Rally Championship from next year. So, uh, obviously, in partnership with the FIA, uh, FIA and WRC have come together and uh, are working with a company called P1 Fuels, and it will it will be, well, as it says, it will be sustainable power. Um, so quite an interesting shift. Um, I've got no idea what that means. It, it, means, it means it's man-made from uh, yeah renewable energy. Right. So rather than uh, rather than from 
uh, call. Do you know what? Right. Sorry to interrupt. This, Fossil this, fuel. This has just come back to me. Do you remember when the, the Fiesta ST Championship ran on carrot juice? Yeah, it was. Was it a percentage though, or was it fully? I think it. I, I must have. I thought it was, it was fully. fully. Someone will put it straight because I think what I completely that that's just just called cool. come back to me. It's a Fiesta ST Championship, and it would have been when probably would would have been like when Craig Breen was doing it and and Elvin was doing it. So that's. Maybe oh, somebody tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody will tell us about that because I can remember somebody buying one of the cars and running it in BRC and whatever you have to change to run it on that stuff, they hadn't changed back, and they had a, a terrible time on the Pirelli rally. There you go. Um, just it all come flooding back to me. So, sorry, I, I really interrupted <laughs> with carrot juice then. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> well, no, obviously, it goes hand in hand with, uh, you know, with the, the hybrid cars that we're going to see next year. So, the, the FIA, I guess, are very keen that WRC falls in line with the other major series. So, obviously, F1 has been hybrid for a number of years. Formula E is now a, a world championship. Um, we, we've talked on this show, you know, about World Rallycross when they were talking about that going electric and it and it didn't go electric. It lost manufacturers, whatever. We know that um, WRC needed to change in order to to still be attractive to manufacturers. We, we you know, we talked about what Hayden Padden said, and he he thinks this is a mistake. Should have gone straight to electric. But anyway, the the decision they've taken is to go with this uh, this off the shelf hybrid package, if you like. So all the teams will use the same hybrid package, and uh, and it will be uh, renewable fuel that they're using. So uh, yeah, we're seeing it, like I said, fall in line with the other FIA championships. Okay, well, um, I wonder when they're going to get because I'm sure this it feels like they're trying to squeeze quite a lot in a very short period of time with regards to you know you think we're going hybrid next year then we've got this being factored in i wonder when you know the teams because we know the teams have already started trying the the obviously the the that the, the, the hybrid kit as it were because it's kind of the same kit across the board but i wonder when they're going to be privy to, to to having the fuel because they, they're gonna have to start factoring that into to engine builds and stuff like that for homologation yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it, it is going to have different properties to uh, you know, conventional fuel. So, like you said, I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll be very keen to to get their hands on it as soon as possible. I think so. I think so. Um, I suppose this is the bit, right? And I should well, should I put a drum roll in this bit? Do you think for for Kielder? Do you think we should do? Should we do well, this? What kind of finish me any other business first? Do you know what? I keep on rushing you, don't I? Sorry, mate. Yeah, you finish your any because, other business. Because I'm getting excited. That's all. Sorry. But this one's quite quite important or quite exciting. Okay. Well, potentially, maybe it isn't at all. But um, Mitsubishi are actually going to revive the Rally Art brand. Forgive, which, forgive my cynicism. It's still good news that they're reviving the Rally Art brand for for a start. And yes, I admit it's probably not going to. We're not going to see the benefit in rallying, or unlikely to. Who knows? Maybe we will. But I think it's it's good that they're at least going. Uh, down the route of reviving the brand rather than just burying that uh, that famous name, the famous tuning arm of, of Mitsubishi. Um, I, the reason why I just uh, you, look, you know the you, you know the dynamics of, of of Mitsubishi and Rally Art and and all that went on during the kind of the, the demise, I suppose, of what happened with the World Rally team and how Rally Art was a separate entity and then it was absorbed into. Uh, Mitsubishi cult and it became basically the, the black hole of the finances and things like that um, and that effectively is, uh, contributed quite heavily although it was interesting um, when we were talking last week with regards to um, how um, where was I listening to 
we weren't talking. This is where all things. I don't know whether you listened to the podcast with with Bex and FX. I don't know if you've listened to that yet. I haven't. I, haven't I highly yet, no. recommend it. And his take on it was um, basically when the World Rally Championship went for World Rally regulations um, and, you know, the likes of Citroen and Ford could bring in, um, obviously, the Focus at the time and the the the, 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 um, the Zara and, and then the C4 um, thereafter, that um, the big, bulky four-wheel drive, four-door cars were, were instantly at a disadvantage because, you know, um, the World Rally car derived um, for, for, for certainly for Citroen and Ford from, from a lightweight front wheel drive body shell. Um, and, you know, you were always on a pretty much a hide into nothing um, with Subaru and Mitsubishi. And that was kind of ultimately the demise of, of, of those brands as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, with uh, I suppose with Subaru, they, they could have changed the foot well they did they did eventually didn't they they changed the focus to the to the to the hatchback car but maybe it was a little bit late in the day but um it's uh yeah interesting because mitsubishi very much wanted to stay with group a to begin with and in fact the first few years of world rally car they, they ran a group a car because they, they had that base car but like you say they were very reluctant to to switch to say the uh the cold because they they had uh, an homologation car even when they didn't need it um now it, i mean it sounds initially like this this could well be a, a dakar program uh, maybe with their their new suv Unfortunately, as far as the UK is concerned, we're not going to see any more Mitsubishi's. They, they're still committed to pulling out of the, the UK market, so we, we won't see any of this in the UK. But, um, you know, let's uh, let's see what happens. I mean, there's all the rumours out there about a WRC programme. I think it's a long way from that, but uh, let's see what happens. Do you know what? The, the other thing as well, and I, I, I don't know if you remember, there was quite a lot that went on when... Um, Swedish company tried to homologate the R5 Mirage. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that at the time, I don't think that probably helped the cause as well. There was things quite a lot that went on there, and that's how the homologation didn't happen because of various political issues within Mitsubishi slash Rally Art slash this private company and everything else. And I'm not going to go anywhere else because I don't want to end up in court. So <laughs> I'll leave that there. I've just realised as I started speaking. So yeah, I'll leave that one there. So, so there you go. Um, right, Ryan Champion. Um, you've done all your any other businesses for last week. Have you got any other businesses for this week? Oh, no, that that was my any other business for this week, really. So now I'll, I'll let I'll let you carry on now and announce something very exciting. Well, it is because I, I teased it. Uh, I've teased this since the beginning of this this season um, of, of Absolute Rally, which is obviously season twenty three, and it's Keel that have obviously come up with something they were talking to us in the off season and as ever with the guys at Kiel they like to do things with a little bit of a twist uh, and also they love tipping the hat at kind of the retro feel hence why the stings have got people like Mark James in and things like that so um, so yeah now it's fair to say Ryan Champion um, I was never expected to get any of these right um, ever um, whereas you're kind of the test guinea pig for stuff like this um, of whether Ryan Champion can get it right is normally how this normally goes down. So, um, how difficult do you think this one is? Well, it's slightly off-piste, this yeah. one. So, it's not just a pure rally competition, as you will see. So, uh, I did okay, but not brilliantly. And, uh, and I was actually tripped up by one particular car because the rally version looked distinctly different. Yes. That's all I'll say. So, uh, da, 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 as we listen to the wonderful 
play your cards right a theme tune if you're based in the uk that will have probably throughout if you're in your 30s slash 40s or beyond that would have been uh, you are now thinking bruce foresight um please don't think of me as bruce foresight so um it is play your cards right and we're going to put the image out as the podcast drops tomorrow is it higher than a seven that's it Good game, good game, good game. Um, we can all do impressions of Bruce Bresson. Um, unfortunately, I can now with my hair. Um, but that's a different competition for a different day. Um, so um, the way it's going to work, we're going to put um, the screenshots up that um, the Kale guys have put together. And basically, all these somewhat renowned cars pictured below are from a manufacturer who has also competed in the World Rally Championship as a factory team. But can you name the manufacturer? So it will all become very, very apparent as you look at the image. But all these brands have been competing in the World Rally Championship at some point in their time. And uh, what we need to do is we need to get um, an email at studio at absolutely.co.uk. And you need to give you your answers. And at the end of uh, season 23, we will draw out all the winning answers. And the first one that we get in that's correct will we'll go in one uh one jar the second one we get in we'll go in a second jar and that's the way we'll do it uh, and basically because the first prize is a kielder kwt 014 combi drill kit compact design brushless motor uh rapid charger premium carry case in second place i should have done this in reverse order a wall mounted rack four power tool slats uh, a large upper shelf and pegboard for slides and in third place you've got uh, a knee mat, which is uh, which is always handy when you're kneeling down, I find. But uh, I'm actually going to get one of them for my workshop because I haven't got one at the moment. And I keep on kneeling on nuts. And there's nothing worse than kneeling on your nuts, right? I'll just leave it there. Okay, thanks. thanks. You know what? I but genuinely but thought that was a technical issue that I started panicking looking at everything. <laughs> Don't do that to me. But uh, but I uh, I would like to thank Kielder because I'm now officially back to the 80s with a Kielder headband. Have you got one? I've got a Kielder headband. When did that come? When did you get that? Ah, uh, well, you see, I asked if there was any still loitering around because I, I thought it might be useful for my winter runs. So, as it's proved, because your head gets too hot in a hat. Wow. Please. Right. For the sake of the absolute rally listenership, who are you? We do have new listeners. Um, we need a selfie with you with your headband on, please. Oh, dear. And we okay. need to put it out on our channels. That would be great if you could do that. That would be mega. That would just cheer me up no end. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we, we, we digress. So that is going to be the key of the competition. Um, it is play your cars right and uh, take a look at it. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, I got about two right um, out of the possible um, six. But I'm not great with these things. It has to be said. Ryan Champion is always the benchmark and he struggled a little bit. But there will be somebody out there that will instantly look at these right and go bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Done. You just look know it's going to happen, don't you? Got to look closely. But yeah, yeah like you said, some are obvious you either, and uh, there's a couple of you either know or you don't. And yeah, a bit of research may have been needed by some people. Yeah. Yeah. No cheating. I don't even know how you cheat, to be honest with you. Anyway, um, so um, my, my little any other business to, for us to, to, to wrap up this week, Ryan Champion, um, is I've now finally sourced my car 
um, for Alton Park, which is the opening round of not only the British Rally Championship, but the, the Motorsport News Circuit Championship. And I'm very, very excited to be, um, to be in a Skoda Fabio R5 slash Rally 2, whatever you want to call it. But either way, it's, it's, it's a Skoda and to me, it's an R5 and I think it is to you as well. Yeah, that's very exciting. Are, are you actually entering the British Championship? Can we say you're entering the first round of the British Rally Championship in an R5? No, but we did make inquiries uh, about doing something along those lines. But unfortunately, commercially, we couldn't get it to work with some of the people that we're working with on this particular little project. Uh, great, great shame. But um, no, they, 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 they weren't prepared to bend or budge on a couple of things so uh, so no we won't uh, be entering the brc um in a, in a car this year will it have a cool livery yeah yeah the livery is a little bit retro um kind of tipping the hat back to the super 2000 livery which um remember when we had you hannon on the other week who was a great guest by the way um my three and a half year old son johnny has got um uh, a, car, a toy car which really shouldn't be played with it's one of those ones that should be on display but we buy them because you can't really buy proper rally cars to play with and we got him a skoda and his favorite rally car is johannan's um skoda super 2 car so there's a bit of a tip of a hat to that livery to some degree if you look carefully at it um and just 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 by way of of, of a giggle when Johnny was last playing with it, I actually WhatsApped the picture to Euro and he absolutely loved it. He went, that's brilliant. It's one of my favourite pictures. <laughs> Bless him. So there you go. There you go. So um, that's it, really, for this week. Short short show, and that's not easy for me to say with a lisp, but it is a short show this week, right? Because um, we, we we were meant to be having another, quite an, a major guest, it has to be said. Not that Richard Tuttle was not a major guest. He was a fantastic guest. But we were going to bless you with two fantastic guests this week, but we haven't got to. Hopefully, the, the gentleman in question will be joining us um, next week anyway. So there you go. So that's it, right, for this week. But we've we, we had Richard Tuttle. We've talked Ken Block. We've talked about the Singer pro, um, project. And we've also announced the new Kielder competition. To be fair, not a bad podcast not bad at all and uh, and you know what we we uh, we get finished in time depending what time you're listening to this you know some people might not have finished the walk yet um where, where are you know where where are you going to listen to this podcast tony where am i going to listen to it i try not to listen to it because i'm in it but for the, sake... the same i prefer listening to the ones i'm not in yeah sometimes which is hard for you really i'm not in that many um i'm only in i'm only in oh you mean oh you mean absolute rally ones yes um, yeah if you hear my voice I, I don't like when you hear my voice too that's why i love it when we've got all the guys on to be honest with you because you don't really hear from me so it's quite nice so they're the ones i enjoy the most <laughs> whereas when it's just you and me with the greatest respect right um it means i've got to talk more but but there's too many train sets around now, isn't there? That's the problem. Well, you haven't got your own train set. It's only the fact that you're too tight to have your own train set. Because if you wasn't, if you wasn't, then you'd have your own train set yourself by now. Never mind. No, I'll stick no. to my scale extra and dirt rally. Yeah, we can you Hambry. We can you yeah. Hambry. But six years of absolute rally. I can't believe that we've done six years. That's just like the people listening going, God, is it yeah. that long? Is there another podcast that has done as many epic rally episodes as us? I wonder. I hope there is. I don't want to be the only one, but it'd be interesting to know. Interesting to know whether there's any more episodes of another podcast. 
there's a, there's a task for somebody. Like, get in touch. Please let me know because I can at least listen to somebody else's then. But um, as as an aside, I'm not just saying it. Um, just going back to the very quickly, um, the episode of backstories on WRC with Bex and with FX, I can highly, highly recommend. And I'm not just saying that because Bex is a friend and comes on our pod, but it is a top top pod and it's. FX is absolutely fascinating, really is. Right, there you go. So that has been Absolute Rally for this week. We will be back same time, same place, in your podcast hall next week. Absolute Rally, powered by the Keel the Works team. Spread the word and download the podcast every week.